everyone, this is the Double D Experience. I am Double, he is D. And that's experience. <laughs> it's a fucking Wednesday. If you're right. the double, then I'm the and I'm the D. That explains e. some things. Yes. I gotta say. These are muffy. I gotta say, like, you sound <laughs> a little quieter, I will say. I have new little I changed Don't my Don't use again. that word. Don't use that word, man. What um muff what what e. word? Muff muffier? Muffy. Just don't use that word. Why not? It's kind of a gross word. Yeah. What is gross about having two muffins? Vagina, anyways, yes. <laughs> Imagine, like, instead of, like, earbuds, you just have two pussies, like, in between, like, <laughs> your ears. What if they queef on you? What are you gonna do then? That's not good. No, there's definitely some sort of, like, particular, like, halogenetic virus that you can get. Specifically from having, like, queef air ingested through your ear holes. Okay, then, hypothetical. What do you think would be worse? A worldwide pandemic caused by a man eating a bat? Or a worldwide pandemic uh, due to a girl's toxic pussy air? The girl's toxic pussy air. I mean, at least that's funny. <laughs> like a man eating a bat. Let me tell you something right now. In zombie land. <laughs> Let me tell you something right now. In Zombieland, that's the Woody Harrelson, Jesse Eisenberg zombie comedy yeah, yeah. movie. And Emma Stone and the whatever yeah, other yeah, white girl. Stone. You want to know how the zombie virus in that movie starts? How? It started with a bad burger at Burger King. <laughs> and see, there you go. You're laughing. That's something even more fucked up, like a zombie virus. And bing, bang, boom. It's funny, all right? It, you know what? Honestly, though, if I heard that... Like, on the news. And, like, now even imagine, like, you know, if us hearing that, it would be funny. But, like, now imagine, like, they're in the newsroom. And, like, they hear, like, there's this new pandemic caused by, like, a girl's toxic pussy air. Mm -hmm. And, like, they're, like, all, like, just, they're in that, they're in that writing room and we're just kind of, like, Bob, we can't, no, we can't put this on there. It's, like, it's what happened. It's, like, I know, but... We can't say that all oh, a fucking worldwide pandemic was caused due to a girl's toxic pussy air. Like, we can't say a queef basically caused all this shit again. Like, another I pandemic. I will say that is a very interesting conundrum because aren't there certain words that they don't really say on a news broadcast? Yeah, the, uh, who's that, um, who's that body that basically, like, censors, um, everything? The body the that, the FCC. Oh, is it the FCC? Okay. Yeah, like, thing, they, like... <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure as far as, like, their guidelines, I don't know them off the top of my head, but, like, off their guidelines, I'm pretty sure, like, y you can't say queef, like, on air, or, like, there's probably plenty of other words that you probably can't say, and, like... They would I'm, say air excremental exhaust. That sounds even more foul! <laughs> but it's, like, more appropriate words, because like, as, we yeah. all, as we all know, you can show a guy getting shot in the head on the news, but, uh... <laughs> God forbid you show a single titty. But, that's the thing. Like, they'd have to make it so just, like, bland and scientific. Like, they'd have to make it sound so bland and scientific that, like, it somehow, like, makes it better, in a way. Like, I, I mean, personally speaking, like, I would give any news network some major props, any of them, 
Even like the big uh, four that we know. I don't even know if there is four, but like uh, any of the big uh, ones that we know of. I would give them mad props if they just straight up said. So like, like, <laughs> like imagine the guy's already like about to quit. It's his last week. He's about to go on to like another news network, get better paying job and all of that. So he's just basically fucking around for like the like the last week before he quits, and then like literally on the day he quits, he's just like he's like looking at the teleprompter and he's just like oh like excremental vag vaginal exhaust. He's like nah nah. He's like you know what? I'm gonna tell you guys real quick. This whole shit started because the girl's queef was just so bad that it just <laughs> fucked up everything. <laughs> like he, then, <laughs> he's got he's got nothing to lose. No no exactly. But then imagine. <laughs> the next job he goes to. They saw that tape and they're like, uh, yeah, sorry, Frank, we can't use you. Like, uh, you don't got the job no more. It's like, what the fuck? It's like, you, you, you went against the FCC and you said plenty of, like, 20, 30 words that you shouldn't have said on air and, like, the rest of the entire industry fucking hates you. The public love you. They fucking, like, are memeing the shit out of you. Like, he should, he should have said muff. You just... <laughs> Muff. If anything, Muff cabbage. If anything, if he's not retiring and moving on to another news network, it would be like the worst possible time for him to do that and get fired because there's a new pandemic starting and people are going to be watching the news like 24-7. And also the casters are going to be doing the news from their homes. Which, that's uh, what the, they did. That's what they yeah, did. Like For a while, yeah. yeah. If anything, I don't even understand what the logistics of how that would start. Like, I want to talk about that more than just, like, what fuckers can say on the news about, you know, the new pussy virus. <laughs> I want to meet the man who decided to have a threesome with two women and plop his head down, like, in between the fucking, like, muffins and, then and all just you, get and all he heard was farted on yeah. in the ears. Like, all he heard was just... Listen, I listen, man. I meditate. I listen to binaural beats, and like, I imagine that that would sound like slightly similar to like maybe waves or like the wind on the it'd ocean or the something kind, like that. It'd be the kind of ASMR you'd think you'd want, but then when you actually do it, it's actually like pretty terrible. Oh, like those TikTokers that like make out with the camera. What? You never seen those before? They're I just, don't they're look at TikTok, man. I don't either, but like, I see it on my my roundabouts on my waves. I'm not really, like, on a lot of uh, shit, though. That's the thing. Like, whenever my sister, like, shows me some new thing from TikTok, <laughs> I usually just kind of am, like, an old man, and it's like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> Infinite love coming your There's, yeah. like, TikTokers who literally, like, fucking, like, kiss the camera and shit to, like, simulate. <laughs> oh, no, they kiss the mic. Or they, like, they kiss the microphone. They're, like, Not get even the mic. There's ones that do it from their phone, and they're, like, mwam, mwam, Oh, mwam, no, there's mwam. also... Them ASMR Twitch streamers were like, they literally just, all they do is just sit in cam sit on camera with a microphone in front of them and just like go, Hello, you're being swept away by the sea. And like they get like some weird like thing that they like, you know, it's like, I've, I actually saw one where it's like hand shuffle uh, ASMR and it's just like. Ooh. <laughs> I'm shuffling your cards. <laughs> Deals into the table. <laughs> Infinite wealth and prosperity coming you, your way. Are you gonna fold like a bitch? Are <laughs> <laughs> <gasps> you gonna call like a real man? You might as well do it, pussy. You only have two dollars left. Might as well just go all in. God no 
pussy you're ever gonna get. <laughs> Your wife already left you. It just starts to get like spiraling down to like I some real least, depressing shit. I at least respect the TikTokers that work together when they're making like making out sounds on the camera. And they go from doing just like making out sounds to actually making out with each other. Be like, okay, you're embracing that what you do is basically some sort of very strange altered personification of pornography. You're the one who at least commits to that sort of bit instead of this weird alternate thing. Though I will say I have listened to like certain audio erotica before, which yeah. is very unfortunate because I listened to it once on Spotify. And now that shit is permanently on the front page of my recommendation of Spotify, which means if I'm in a with some fuckers and they're passing me the ox they're gonna see that shit and be like David what the hell is like peaches like juice erotica <laughs> I don't know man sometimes you're in the bathtub and you can't watch no no no, no. I I'm not I'm not I'm not making fun of you for that it's just kind of like the the library is just so fucking big now like it's like, I don't know back at least in the day right like we just <clears> had like I'm not saying like music was all we had or it was all we listened to right yeah. But now, like, okay, you go on Spotify. At least years ago, it used to be like, okay, you just primarily listen to music. You listen to Rihanna. You listen to uh, Fat Whale Lizzo, like whoever the fuck, right? And then, like, now it's kind of like, okay, now you have, like, podcasts that you can listen to. You have just people whispering into the mic and telling you nice things as you fly, as you, you know, float on to sleep. Or, like, you know, even audiobooks, too. Like, it's just way back when, like... I'm and this is just me like just kind of almost saying this as if I just discovered fire okay like only uh only because like I've only recently just started like listening to audiobooks <laughs> didn't really finish a lot of them but <laughs> like um it's like a great uh like a thing to do like when you're just kind of wanting some time to pass and like I've had plenty of flights too where like I just I was so happy that like I had an audiobook on hand because like some plane rides just feel like okay yeah they say it's six hours but it feels like 10 you know what i mean yeah and <clears throat> like i don't know it's just kind of amazing to see because like even like you know games have also like just so expanded so much since back then because like you know we went from pong to like fucking Baldur's gate so like you know i'd like to think like you know it's just kind of gonna get bigger and like also like vr games as well i think they honestly are like they should be like their own like genre in a way because of just like the sort of like level of interactivity that you kind of need it's like a bit more like visceral i don't know if that is the right word I'm, I'm real stupid with the english language but like i feel as if it's a bit more like i guess interactive than let's say you just having like the controller on hand like even just imagining like what a fucking a vr a fighter game would be like was actually kind of insane like i don't know like i'm just like i don't know i feel like an old man like it's just like we're like in a, such a crazy new age in a way or like say the borderline you know spotify is even for podcasters now i mean like yeah the anchor which is was the distributor for this show is now called spotify for podcasters because spotify bought it and rebranded it basically because it was just the best way to like distribute a podcast easily. So we use that to distribute this show to all the listening platforms and whatnot, where you can listen to the occasional times where we, you know, talk about like internet drama or whatever, which mm -hmm. sad that those are some of the most like listened to ones as well. But we is also good at the same time. 
That's like the most listened to episode on uh, mo on like Spotify platforms and like Which audio platforms. By the way, the one where we talked about that kid that tried to cancel Danny Sexbang. Oh, okay. That, that episode has ago. specifically like a hundred and sixty nine listens. <laughs> and after that would be the one where we talked about Puss in Boots. So it's mm. all, we got we got to work on finding our niche. You and I gotta you and I gotta have some have some meetings. I think our niche do. is that like we have none. Tbh. Like no, that's not it, a niche. Every no, no, no. Only because no, no, thinks, no. Only because, like, a lot of times, and I've even noticed this, like, even the episodes we just talk about nothing. They've done pretty well, too. It's just, like, literally just a dice roll at that point, I'm saying. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. So Something something to discuss later. Maybe do you think that, like, borderline interactivity for, like, Baldur's Gate, is that worth the price increase? Uh, Baldur's I, I, Gate I, I, was 60. Uh, oh, never mind. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just I knew it was something that was on your mind, you know, as far as like certain games being like sixty nine ninety nine now. You know. Oh like and, and if I was a lesser man, like all I would care about is the fact that now video games cost the funny number. But that's not worth the extra ten for a lot of the video games in my mistake. I mean, I mean there's some nowadays, pretty fair criticisms yeah. of Tears of the Kingdom that people are calling it an asset flip, which in in essence it kinda is it, if we're really well, keeping it a stack. So if yeah. that, I think that yeah. alone is not worth a fucking ten dollar price increase. If I'm keeping it a buck with you, not to and, mention uh, that we also know that we're gonna be paying or, or ten bucks with you. My bad. Like, and also the fact that we're gonna we know we're gonna be paying extra money for the DLC if they're good. But like, you know, for a lot of people who like you know at least bought a uh, Breath of the Wild, they bought the DLC just cause. And I mean, like they added like a good a number a, a good amount of content, but it was a, like, for the most part, whenever. Like, I even talked to anyone about Breath of the Wild. They played it because they wanted to just play the story. Or at the very least, like, a lot of people just kind of got lost in the sauce. And, like, just were playing it. And, like, they were so... It became, like... Well, they became so aimless in it. And that, like, there was just so much shit to do. That, like, they just almost forgot about the main story. And just went around, like, killing shit and discovering new things. Which, yeah. you know, that's kind of <clears throat> the par for the course for at least, like, open world games. Especially if, like, there's things to do in it. Is not like, because like you know, comparing let's say Breath of the Wild to, um, something like Assassin's Creed Origins or Odyssey, like just real Ubisofty, like you you know, no, y'all know what I'm talking about, like real Ubisoft kind of like really bland open worlds that like yeah, there is a lot in there, but there's really not a lot in it. If that if like there's not a lot of substance. If that's if uh, if you know what I mean. And like, I haven't even finished Tears of the Kingdom yet, and like. I even like just off of the some of the YouTube videos that I've watched about it. I've I was convinced at first that some of the videos that I watched, like because they took some of them took place um within like Hyrule and not like up in the sky. So like whenever I saw that, I was just like, "Wow, what's this new Breath of the Wild footage?" Like I thought I was looking at Breath of the Wild footage until like I looked up from the title and saw, "Oh no, it's Tears of the Kingdom." And then they actually like do the whole crazy like build your vehicle uh type stuff and like, yeah, like all like, the mold, crazy mold shit that people did is in the sky and yeah all this like stuff and... he penis helicopter just like spinning around like thing as you're uh like going through the land look i will say i think it's good game design when a game is open world like that and it's so open world to the point where like you accidentally do the quote-unquote right thing by playing the game in the free roaming way that you want that is something that i very much commend sonic frontiers for Sonic Frontiers, like, I was going for 100%. I've been thinking about that game a lot lately. I gotta finish it. I'm pretty close, actually. Mm -hmm. I, um... That game is so 
good for a first attempt at an open world Sonic the Hedgehog because it does it nails the sense of like oh it's open world go around do whatever you want first you can play the game as linear or as out of order mm -hmm. as you absolutely want to and the game makes you want to do things out of your own free will rather than telling you this is what you're supposed to do yeah and then it turns out oh I I did something that I wanted and I was supposed to do that it's like the game makes you do the right thing, but by making you feel like you did it, yeah, it actually completely out of like, your own volition. Tangibly that, rewards you. Like, yeah, that is amazing <laughs> game design. Where it's like, oh, I was supposed to do this thing in the long run, but I didn't realize I was supposed to do it. But yeah. I did it out of my own free will, and then it turns out that's what I was supposed to do. Like, it completely leaves that reign to the player in that mm -hmm. way. And I will say that any good open world game should be able to do the same thing. Which is why I actually low-key kind of like games like Sonic Frontiers as far as open world goes. Mm -hmm. Slightly more than some of like the modern like open world games that Nintendo does. Because I played Mario Odyssey and I adore that game. Mm -hmm. But there are some critiques that the game has too much, like too many moons and stuff, and it can also be a little too linear. That you only need a certain amount of moons to beat the level. There's mm -hmm. also too many, so it's too easy to get too many moons or the ones you need, and it's only for the people who really want 100% it that will do it. But Sonic Frontiers, even like going for 100%, made me feel like I was just fucking around, doing whatever I wanted, but I was still somehow making progress, But but the game wasn't telling me, like, this is the way you're supposed to do it. Mm -hmm. It's like the way you're supposed to do it is to do whatever the fuck you want and by doing whatever the fuck you want You're somehow progressing at the same time. It's so rare that an open world game does both It's either like it tells you what the fuck to do and you go do it Or it's just complete open world sandbox no linear whatsoever And then eventually you just get bored because like you feel like what's the point? What am I supposed to do and games like frontiers and to an extent like open world games like you know Like Zelda and whatnot probably even better They they do that flawlessly which is something I very much commend in any open world game, even though I don't play too many of those. I've never played, like, mm -hmm. Skyrim or any of those stuff. Those games are, like, too massive, even for me. Yeah, like, and also, like, you know, just even going back then, like, Skyrim, I think, not really, like, a video game historian over here, but, like, I like to think at least Skyrim kind of set the benchmark for basically how open world games at least uh, should be made and, like, um, just kind of, like, what's expected, right? Mm -hmm. And at least in Skyrim's case, it's like, you know, usually a lot of first timers, like when they picked it up, like it was always like, okay, going to do the adventure, right? They're just going to do the mainline quests and like, just kind of like follow the story and like, you know, get to the end, like see how it is. Right. And one thing I've always heard from even people who played Skyrim is that like, they had a lot more fun, a lot more fun, just kind of like just doing whatever the fuck they wanted. Like, it's like, fuck the main quest. I'm going to that mountain up there and seeing what's up there. And, like, just kind of, like, you know, having, like, that adventure sort of, like, vibe with it. I mean, like, not saying that, okay, yeah, like, playing the main quest is not also being an adventurer. But, like, it's just that whole, I can do whatever I want and I'm going to do it. Mm. And, like, if it, and if I, like, and if the mainline quest is, like, it is there, but I could do it whenever I want. Yep. Let me go to that mountain over there and see what's up there. Let me go to that cave and see what's up there. But I think the better open world games are the ones that do a wonderful job at meaningful progression by making it in order to progress. You do things that you think are optional instead of mm -hmm. the game making it clear, this is optional, this is not. 
Because that I think that's just kind of lazy because they're just trying to cater to both players right there and being like, mm-hmm. hey, you're a linear player. You just want to play, play the main game? Go forth. You want to explore, do open world? Here you go. See, our game is great. We did both and we told you you could do both. I think good, the better open world games are the ones that blur the lines, if that makes any sense. No, Dennis. I agree with that. Yeah. Things that make you think are optional that turn out to be how you're supposed to move forward because that makes the player feel like they were the ones truly responsible for making the next thing in the game happen rather than making them feel like they're playing the game the way the developers want them to, which is beautiful because ironically, by doing that, they are playing the game the, develop- just, the way the developers want them to, right? Isn't that ju- crazy? Just to add to that, right? Because open world games fall into this trap where they think, like, look at all this stuff you can do. And a lot of it is pointless. A lot of it is just like, oh, look at this shitty fetch quest that you have to do. Oh, look at this escort mission you have to do. And they all follow the same, like, Assassin's Creed fucking formula of, like, a lot of padding, you know? And, like, a lot- I'm not saying that, like, you know... Like, open world games are really, they're really hard to get right because, um, I looked at, uh, around the time when, like, Horizon Zero Dawn was coming out, right? I took a look at it and I was like, oh, right, it looks cool. Was not interested at all of ever playing it. Is that, the one, it, the, is that the one with the redhead girl? Yeah. The I one who looks sucked. like, uh, I heard the one that looked like, uh, Bridget from, uh, Overwatch. No, I actually heard that game sucked because I saw gameplay of it and the character always just doesn't shut the fuck up when telling you, like, what you're- <laughs> No, 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 no! When telling you what you're supposed to do. Like, you'll see a gap and she'll be like, Oh, I bet I could jump out It's like a I- Navi, but not a Navi. Yeah. It's always, like, kind of just, hey, 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 that thing over there, hey, like, even- But it's like- I know, like, everyone- <laughs> Everyone always shits on Navi, too. But it's like- you know, a lot of times, and like, I guess this might be just be like a strictly like kind of like a, a gaming sort of episode today. But like, I guess some of our opinions here, because like, I don't know, like a lot of stuff that was formula that was considered formulaic from back then, like at least especially for open worlds, like, you know, um, you have the mainline quest. That's the main thing for the story. You do that. Right. And then I'll have all these other side quests that you do that, like, you know, if you do, like, certain ones, and, like, if you follow the certain quest chain, it's like, you can get some broken shit that'll make the rest of the game. Or even just, like, up to the words, like, the final boss is completely irrelevant. And, like, I love broken shit. I don't know what it is. I've always, like, loved, like, weapons that, like, could one-shot motherfuckers, like, nothing. I've always just loved that crap for some reason. I don't know what it is. And, like, I'm, like, also, like, even coming from, like, a, like, a Yu-Gi-Oh player who has, like, our game's prone to having tons of broken shit every set almost and like i just love playing with broken shit i don't know what it is like i love to just like like watch it go like thing you know and like just completely like like just completely deck my opponent in the face and like it's also like you know sometimes when it's used against me you know it's i don't really feel like i don't know it's like people always feel bad when it happens to them but like when it happens to me i don't feel that bad because it's like i also use it so it's like you know i get it because like obviously we're gonna play this to win but now going back to games real quick it's like you know like for a lot of like open worlds they all follow the same formula for the most part so you have the mainline quest and then all these other extra stuff you can do and like it's supposed to kind of like help make the world feel alive if that if that means anything more immersive and more immersive yeah because it's like a lot of times like and one thing that i always kind of um uh maybe i did see it a lot more often than i'm thinking but like one thing i loved is like you know 
You know how back in the day, like, choices were such a big fucking thing? Like, the choices you make in the game is gonna affect the outcome of, like, the of the ending or whatever? Mm-hmm. Like, how back in the day, like, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. I know, I, you, I don't know if you played it, but, like, at least in that game, it was one of the few... And it was the reason... This is the reason why that was mostly celebrated, was because, like, it was literally, like, um, making your own Star Wars adventure. And it's, like, if you wanted to be, like, a Sith Lord by the end, you could be. And you could just, like, unleash your power fantasy from, like, when you were eight years old and just electrocute motherfuckers for fun. And, like, you know, it was, like, it was so celebrated because it was one of those, like, RPGs. um, It wasn't open world by any means, but, like, it was one of those RPGs that basically, like, almost set the benchmark for everything else. And, like, Bioware's kind of... Kind of did. Like, this was a Bioware game. Like, they kind of did follow up with it a few times. Um... Uh, with our other games, like calling on the success, I mean, not like actually like on KOTOR, like which was the uh, abbreviation for the game, like Dragon Age and like a few others like um, that have come around. If anyone's ever out, uh, anyone out there in the audience, if you played it, like, you know what I mean? Like, and Bioware's kind of just been going down the tubes lately because like they don't really seem to give a fuck about story no more, which is kind of a shame because it's one of those cases where like they forgot where they came from. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you forgot like what made you so successful in the beginning. And I'm not even I'm I'm not also going to I'm not going to sit here and say like oh like times don't change, right? And it's true. Like for a lot of companies nowadays, they're not the same ones that we knew them as as children, especially a few others called Activision Blizzard. And um uh just uh, like wasn't, wasn't I'm not drops? like maybe I mean a little lozenge, but yeah, like yeah, you know uh, one, we coughing really like, hard over there. We uh we understand that, right? But it's just also, again, so sad that, like, even for Ubisoft, too. Like, we used to love Ubisoft. Now we cannot fucking stand them, and we wish they would burn and die, honestly. Mm-hmm. The fact that they didn't even fix Uno yet. Fucking Uno! <laughs> That's still broken! I can't believe it! Everyone it's still has fucking smashed. broken! Everyone has smashed, David. It came free with your fucking switch. <laughs> But we can play Uno. Oh no, we could. If it wasn't broken. It's fucking broken everywhere. You have Uno, you fucking dick. No, I mean like, uh, if we wanted to play online. Like, just... You have Uno! (laughs) (laughs) But... I I love that meme. I guess also, like, my point is, is that, like, you know, I think we live in a very, like... I I think we've definitely been spoiled, especially if you were coming up from, like, the sort of GameCube era and just sort of saw, like, the crazy, like, um, I guess, innovation and improvement, like, over the years. If you've lived around that time and you're now, like, 29 or 30 and you're seeing, like, all this firsthand, it's honestly pretty fucking insane. Like, you know, the... Like, graphics really are just kind of getting, like, better and better. And it was insane to think that, like, at one point when Final Fantasy VII, the original, came out, people could not fucking believe that, like, oh my god, like, you know, just seeing, like, a polygony-ass fucking avatar as Cloud was, like, the the fucking cutting edge for that time. That shit is insane to me. No disrespect, but, like, I can't even look at... Final Fantasy No, VII I don't sometimes. think anyone can, honestly. It's that remake... Gross. And, like, the most hardcore fans tell yeah. me to play the original first. Yeah. Before, before the remake. Which but that is, was also because that was their bias. They grew up with it. That's the big thing that a lot of people forget. it also has the full story, I guess. Yeah, yeah. You know, among and other it, things. But, it, like, I... It, it like, also sucks because like, we got the story around, split like, up for us, you know? 
It's like a weird <laughs> liminal space without the liminality. It's like you're walking on like some sort of like weird two D plane as like some polygon. It's a JPEG like, that you're yeah, running straight on. up. Yeah, it's like you know you get like a JPEG of a pizza and like you're just <laughs> running around on top of it. It's what that shit looks like, you know. Like that was peak game design. Which Back. you know, I I'm not gonna take nothing away because I think you know. Just thinking of where, like, kind of games were, like, back then, and also not to mention, it literally, I think, solidified the first PlayStation as, like, a fucking decent-ass console during that time. Again, I'm not no historian when it comes to that, but it's, like, that, like, it was just one of those hallmark moments. And then fucking Super Mario 64 came around, and, it like, that also just pushed, like, the boundaries of, like, how much can we, like, see, like, where this engine can go, basically. And, like... Super Mario 64 is still, like, lauded by fucking everybody. And it's the very fact... You know what's so funny? Like, you know the collection, right? So, if anyone... uh, You know, David knows. But, like, if anyone doesn't know, like, there was a Super Mario 64... Like, not 64, but, like, a Super Mario collection that came out uh, a couple years back where it had the three mainline games for, I think... Super Mario 64, uh, Sunshine, uh, which was for the GameCube, and then, uh, was it two of the galaxies that they gave? Only Uh, the first one. Only the first one. So... Three of probably arguably one of the most, like, some of the most successful Mario games out there. And for Super Mario 64, right, a lot of people, I've read on certain forums that, like, they were hoping that, like, oh, like, I hope they give it, like, just a little bit of an update, just a little bit, like Super Mario 64, right? But when it came out and they told, and they basically told them that, no, this is just gonna be, like, upscaled to fit a 1080p screen because, like, this fucking thing was made before 1080p was even, like, a dream for that matter. Right. And, like, you know, that was just the most that they were gonna do with it. Like, everyone just kind of said, like, it was almost a collective, like, sigh of relief that they didn't just go ham with, like, improving it. Because it's also just, like, yeah, it does, like, Super Mario 64, obviously, like, compared to nowadays, and even just current Mario games, of course, it looks dated. Like, I'm almost kind of glad, too, that, like, they didn't go that route and decided to make, like, a a remaster or something. Only because, like, this game, like, just the, like, just the game itself and what it represented around that time is almost just too, like, it's too good to even touch, in my opinion. Mm. And, like, just the significance of the game as well, like, when it came out and, like, how celebrated it was, like, when it uh, was released. Like, Dude, we talked about Mario 64 last week, man. I think it's yeah. literally one of the most important video games ever made. And, like, yeah. the impact it had on my young mind. Like, I really, to this day, even as a 27-year-old man, cannot put into feasible, tangible words how much that game blew my mind as mm-hmm. a child. Like, I stared at it and just got lost in some fucking weird realm of, like, open world and liminality at the same time mm-hmm. and just like the bright colors just blew me away like yeah this can happen the human imagination can do this they could make something like this this is beyond science <laughs> games been analogous to just like having roads to everywhere so and beyond the fact of like also not touching you know its sacredness which yeah. nintendo already did with the 2005 ds port mm-hmm. which is it's still a good game not as good as the original i, but I like we, it but it was just i really think that game was just more so to fill up like we need something for the ds because like when it first came out well, they like, wanted th- to show what their new handheld yeah could exactly do. Like, hey it's not just about like was, 2d um, pixelated sprites or whatever like our new release... handheld could have fucking 3d open world games on it isn't yeah. that crazy it, but 
it, it was supposed to be like a release title. That's what they all are. Yeah. And like, you know, it's all, it's just supposed to like on release show off like, oh, like look what it can do. Right. Yeah. And exactly. like, obviously for the Switch, when it came out, we got Breath of the Wild. I mean, it already come out for the Wii U, but no one really gave a fuck about it. And like, it was so weird because even though it did come out for the Wii U, everyone who ever reviewed it was always saying, I played it on the Switch. And there would be like the two people out there who played it on the Wii U. I mean, they pushed it there anyway because the Wii U was yeah. failing. There was like, we're not going to work this hard on this game and release it and on they this dead already piece had of shit. Like, yeah, they already also had like a preset date of when like basically it was going to be end of life. So it's like, okay, like... Oh, whatever. Fuck it. Like, it's basically using the same hardware anyways. Like, so, like, you know, just make a downsized sort of port and just throw it on there. Who cares? And, like, you know, it's the reason why, too, that, like, this is also one thing that, like, I I just thought about, and it hasn't bothered me until recently, is, like, the exclusivity that, like, certain companies just love to have with their shit. Not that saying that, like, oh, if you're, like, PlayStation and, like, you have your PlayStation exclusives, like, uh, you know, um, uh, God of War, especially like the second one specifically, because like that has not come out yet for us PC, uh, PC guys. Like, um, probably won't until a while, really. Um, bun- like a bunch of like some of the other Souls games, but a lot of those Souls games are now like on PC. They've been on PC, um, just minus that one. Uh, Bloodborne. Bloodborne hasn't come out yet. Uh, onto PC. Like we've been hearing rumors like fucking for years now that like oh it's coming to PC. It's coming to PC. Like a bunch of Souls. Bunch of Souls fanboys, like, thing. they love the game, and, like, they just want it on PC so badly. And it's just, like, we've been hearing rumors, but it just hasn't happened yet. And, like, now just kind of going on to Nintendo's case, where they really, like, respect their history, but also at the same time, they don't, if that makes sense. Not so much that, like, okay, they shit on it, but more so, like... Don't you want, like, I know, like, they want to only be pushing their new shit, right? All the time. Of course, like, we want the new stuff to get the sales, not really anything else. Like, at least when it came to, like, the whole Nintendo, um, Nintendo 64 Online, right? For the Switch Online? Like, and what was it? Like, the games that we're playing on that aren't even, like, actually, like, games we download. It's more so, like, just kind of being streamed to us. Cloud. Cloud, cloud, yeah. So... A which, is of, a, which is a shitty practice because <laughs> it means they can just take it away from you at any single time. Yeah. Another example and, of, like, you know, owning nothing in the future and being yeah. happy about it. And, like, you know, a lot of those games, like, they, I think Nintendo really, un, uh, maybe they don't, I don't know. I'm pretty sure, like, to a certain extent, like, they they understand their fans and they understand, like, the sort of age range that they're in. So let's say for, your, for yours and my example, right, David? Well, like in our like uh, later twenties, right? Mm-hmm. And like we grew up with uh, like Nintendo sixty four, even Super Nintendo, right? Like we were there from like like not the very beginning, but like we were there from when Nintendo was just slowly becoming like the fucking uh, colossus that it is now. And you know we and we have like just a very like big piece of our. Uh, like, there's a big piece of our heart where, like, we just love those old games that we played. And go into, like, at least Nintendo 64 and GameCube, right? There's a whole library of stuff, at least from the GameCube uh, era, that, like, I would love to have again. But I can't because, for one, some of the games that I want to buy, uh, at least going off of the uh, second-hand market, they're fucking insanely expensive. They're, like, straight up, like... 
way more than anything that you could I possibly lost, buy nowadays. I lost my copy of Double Dash somewhere along the lines as a kid, and I don't think I'm ever going to own a tangible copy of that game ever again. Double Dash? Thousand Year Door. Arguably one of my favorite RPGs of all fucking time, and I never got to finish it. David's about to fucking whip it out and just do some great flexing over here. Because this game, I loved it as a fucking kid. It was so fucking good. And I wish I could own another copy, but honestly, it's just not on the fucking tables because it's so goddamn expensive. Yeah, he is. That shit's mint, right? Oh, he licked it. Now the value just went down. <laughs> and no, it's the one I had when I was a kid. It's used. It's fucking. Mint. Okay, no, no, okay. I thought it was like mint in box, like never open. I bought no, it, it like at no, a convention. No, it's a bestseller. I mean, it is. It was a bestseller. It was fucking awesome. I love that game. And I think I think about this game like every day. Like, I don't know. Like, I I I bet you like for a couple years in the future, Nintendo's probably gonna do like a GameCube online. It's bound to happen. It's like it's just bound to happen. And like, you know, for like. And I just hate the fact that I'll, like, not that I'm saying, like, okay, like, what, you're, what, are you poor or some shit? You can't pay, like, what was it, 50 bucks a month or some shit, right? For the expansion pack, yeah. For the expansion pack, For yeah. For one person. Unless you're on a family plan with, like, a bunch of other people, in which case I pay, like, $10 a year for it. Okay. So, like, either way, it's like, okay, you're, you're not gonna pay, like, a little fee to pay, like, to play those games? I thought you were a true fan. I am a true fan. But the thing is, is that I hate the fact that, <laughs> I don't know, this argument's starting to, like, it, it might crumble from what I'm about to say next, but, like, it's just that, I, I like, haven't had the chance to argue against it yet, so. But it's, it, like, it's just that, like, I wish, though, like, that was not the route they went. You know what I mean? Because I must still download, like, uh, ROMs and ISOs to play these games. I don't give a shit. I will do it because, like, for one, you're not making any other avenue for me to go to. Because also, again, like you said with at least the Nintendo 64 Online, I don't own anything. You can play it, but you don't own it. And it's yeah. like, it goes back to the whole thing with even streaming services where it's like, okay, you have this service, right? It's not really yours. It's ours. We're just giving it to you for this fee. That's the transaction. Maybe. It's the same way even with the uh, Nintendo Switch Online. Maybe they feel like they can't do it the old way because then customers are going to spend their money on the old games and therefore not have enough of their, like, video game or luxury budget that they have in their day-to-day -day lives for the new shit that Nintendo actually wants to sell at yeah. higher prices. So that's why they stick with the subscription service model to sell it as, like, a discount deal, which, mm -hmm. again, it's cloud storage games and it's also selective Nintendo titles. It's not like you can subscribe to it and pick from the whole N64 library, like, okay, you subscribed for... Yeah. Oh, I want Bomberman 64. It's yeah. like, oh, actually, we don't games. have... Yeah, like, we don't have Bomberman 64. Sorry. That would be really interesting if, like, they released the whole library on there, but then different tiers that you pay for to download... Not cloud game. Download a certain amount of them. Yeah. Say you want to download like 50. Oh, you pay for this much rate of the service. But then I don't think Nintendo wants to do a flat flat fee there. But at the same time, that could solve their problem of like budgeting for like customers. Because I do believe Nintendo does these things because they think there are customers that will only buy their old shit like for nostalgia purposes. And either not have enough money for their new stuff or not even care about some of their new stuff that they release later on down the line. 
It's part of the reason that they, like, fucking, you know, suppressed Melee so much at, like, trade shows and shit like that, because they don't want people to like that game more than the new Smash Brothers, because then they might not buy the new Smash Brothers. But the thing is, is that, like, you know, you are a company that, like, at least, here, here's the thing, like, I know Disney has plenty of problems, right? But they... <laughs> Disney loves their old shit so much, they revive it from the dead, Frankenstein style, and say, we're gonna do a live action, because it was just so good the first time, we just gotta do it again, also but now easier. with real people. It's also and, easier, and, like, cheap, and, like, safe. And I know, but that's the thing, like, I, I give, we all give Disney shit for this, but it's, like, at the very least, like, they do have a big respect for their old shit i know it's misplaced it's not really like the most pure thing ever but like at the very least it's like you know they because like every time like disney does like a 25th anniversary 15th anniversary 20th anniversary like they always bring out like the old shit first they always show it off and say like this was our origins and this is where we are now they've done it all the time and it's like never gonna stop either and like for Nintendo's case, it's like, they do celebrate it, but it's like, why don't you want to give this to a lot of other people who are just coming in? Like, not everyone could just go to their fucking, like, retro game store and just pick up a GameCube. I mean, they could, really. Like, I mean, a lot of GameCubes, from what I've seen, they're not really the most expensive fucking thing out there. But, like, you know, the very fact that, all oh, I have to, like, go and find and buy this new retro like uh, this retro uh, console to play all these great games because here's the thing gamecube games still fucking hold up they hold up a lot better than wii games personally and like you know um just because at least like um coming off of the gamecube we had a lot more bangers there than the wii that's fucking that's not even a contest like pikmin luigi's mansion sunshine melee wind waker before they decided to like baby it <laughs> although to be fair the changes in the hd remake really did help because the last part of wind waker was so fucking tedious if any of you understand what i'm talking about it was the most tedious fucking thing ever before we fought ganon it really was and like even Star Fox, the last i forgot the name Star Fox assault Arguably the last great fucking Star Fox because there just hasn't been any since. And like, we got that one for 3DS, but no one really gave a fuck about it. Warrior Let's World. Let's be real. Warrior World. World. That was another one. Double Dash, fuck. which I think that game's overrated as fucking shit, by the way. But Diddy I, Kong Racing's still, still better than Double Dash. I don't give a fuck what anyone says. Diddy That's Kong good. Racing deserves an HD remake. Not to mention anything. fucking Mario Party in its prime. Yeah. As well, like all the prime Mario parties as yep. well. Those fucking games. Let me just hold everybody. Everybody fucking relax. Hang on a second. Let me just. Oh. <laughs> Kirby Air Ride. Kirby Air Ride. That was another one I forgot to that mention. Was another there. ridiculous. Uh, fuck, fucking What's funny? That, that was gonna... fucking DK Bongos. It wasn't really, like, that revolutionary, but, like, you know, we had, like, some really great... It was so weird. That was, like, the era where, you know, like, looking back at it, it really was, like, kind of a bit of a gimmicky era after, like, all the bangers kind of came and went. Then they went on to, like, making Super Mario Dance Dance Revolution fucking DK bongos, like... Yeah. It was just, like, really, like, you know what I mean? Like, looking back at it, I think it really was just kind of... A bit, it became a bit of a testing ground after a while for them. And, like, you know, and then now fast forward, like, those games were, like, literally 20 years ago now at this point. Like, and 
I like would love to show my kid like Star Fox Assault, even fucking Paper Mario Thousand Year Door, like cause just like just to share that, you know? And I truthfully do not know why they haven't done it yet. I, if I'm keeping I don't it a stack either. with you. They could have like, literally done like a, a remake or like a double pack of like the original and plus the fucking uh, Thousand Year Door. Like they could do it whenever, really. Like, I mean, not that I'm saying like, oh, an HD remake can take like two seconds, right? But I'm also just saying like, you know, like you want money, right? <laughs> you want money. I will pay you for two copies <laughs> personally for that. Really, I would. I don't know, man. It's, I, I, it's, it's, it's difficult to understand Nintendo. You know, they're them being as archaic as they are is both very good and very bad. But it's always very cryptic on top of that. Like, yeah. The theory is that like, oh, like they don't want you playing their old shit because they want you to, you know, buy their new shit. And, yeah, yeah. and if you like spend your money on the old shit, they're not gonna do the new shit. Blah 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 blah. blah. But if anything, if Nintendo is really going down that route, I'm optimistic that their new new shit could really be amazing. Oh no, yeah, of course. Pikmin because, 4 just proved that. Well, no, it's not even that. Like, Nintendo has always been a generation behind. Oh, always. No, yeah. And that is... Even in terms of hardware. <laughs> that, that's what I mean. That's, that, oh, that's, that's what, well, that's what you of, meant specifically. Yeah, I yeah. thought you meant, like, just the company as like as a whole. Well, I mean, I, I, don't, I, I can't really speak on that, but... Nintendo has always been a generation behind. And they... Always will be. I, I'm convinced. At this point, they're never yeah. going to have a console that is literally on par with whatever the fuck, you know, Sony and Microsoft are cranking out with, like, the PS fucking 17 mm -hmm. and, the, and the Xbox Series Elon, you know, whatever. <laughs> I, I fucking, the reason I don't really, I think that they have a very unique opportunity here for the near future is because let's just keep it a solid stack buck 50 for a second. The jump from the PS4... So the PS5 was not that big. Let's just be real for a second. It wasn't that big. And even though I saw, you know, like the decrepit, like bottom barrel of society that the Joker was talking about in the Dark Knight when I was doing the Nintendo program in 2020, when every motherfucker in their dick and balls was walking up behind me saying, Hey boss, uh, PS5, PS5 boss. <laughs> Because everybody needs a new console, even though, again, no disrespect to those consoles, graphically, hardware-wise, power-wise, not the biggest upgrade from PS4 to PS5. You were talking about the GameCube era, and what is one of the reasons that the GameCube era was so nostalgic to the point where Dennis talked about it for 20 straight minutes and didn't let me get a single word in? Well, I'll tell you. It's because before that, all we had were fucking triangles. We had, <laughs> we had polygons. <laughs> And the GameCube was the first console where Mario actually looked in-game like he how he did on the fucking box. Yep. That was huge, that jump. It's part of the reason that, you know, people still say Melee is one of the best Smash games. I mean, the real reason is because, like, you know, mechanically, it's perf it's an incredible fighting game, like, when you get down to the nitty-gritty of it. It's historical, too. Really. Yeah. The jump, seeing what Mario... Mario's melee render to this day is still one of my favorite renders of the character literally fucking ever. It tickles the nostalgia funny 69 mm. part of my brain so well <laughs> right here in the back of my fucking cerebral. It's like right next to the spot that makes me horny, so I get confused sometimes. <laughs> it's perfect. Biggest jump ever. It's why people are so nostalgic for the GameCube era, even though the GameCube fucking got bodied in that generation. Yeah. It, it was the worst-selling console of the, of the big three. But... 
this jump from the PS4 to the PS5 from the series from the Xbox One to the yeah. Series X, which is literally not an upgrade at all because all their games work on the Xbox One as well as the Series X. They just wanted something to sell. Literally, <laughs> yeah, literally, they just needed a console for the up for like the uh, next newer the generation, wars. and it was nothing. You are a cuck if you bought an Xbox this generation. I'm sorry, you're a fucking. But idiot. if you didn't have an Xbox and you bought one because you wanted one, and if you bought the Series X. I got nothing to say to you. Like, yeah, but if you upgraded from a 1 to the Series yeah. X, <laughs> like if for, you want to Game Pass, just yeah. get a fucking PC. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But the reason I'm bringing all this up, Dennis, is because Nintendo has a very unique opportunity here because of how minor of a jump it was. Nintendo could still be a generation behind, which they always are, but still have a console that's powerful graphically and power hardware-wise enough to the point where it can still contest with the modern consoles because it'll have the power of the PS4 and the Xbox One, which is not a rumor, by the way. That was confirmed in a press release, if I'm not mistaken. It was they, a Gamescom they, uh, this or uh, last week? Before Gamescom, I think there was uh, there was some pretty prominent. Um, there was some. It was either I don't know if it was leaks or if, if it was. Confirmed, it could be leaks. Nintendo's Nintendo prone said, to leaks. <laughs> yeah, but either way, it was like pretty much leaked into the grapevine that Nintendo's next console is going to be on par with the power of the PS4 and Xbox One. So a generation behind again, not surprising. But, but the thing is, it it's not really... Minor, yeah, 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 it was such a minor It's not really a generation jump. behind either. That's what I'm fucking saying. Yeah. It was such a minor jump, Dennis, to the point where it's not going to matter. So on an actual modern console for once, Nintendo could have their exclusives on? Oh, but David, what about the Switch? The Switch was released with an outdated NVIDIA chip at its launch. It was outdated back in 2017. Still was Gangbusters, though. And, yep, and the reason it was outdated in 2017 is because the Wii U was such a gigantic failure, Nintendo didn't want to sink too much money buying the latest Nvidia uh, so cards. so they cut corners. Okay. They cut corners. And thank God for Nintendo, the Switch sold gangbusters, and they didn't have to worry about selling two dead consoles in a row. Which they've never done in their history. So, Nintendo, if they want to be like, you know, the hype modern market that they are, and really still don't give a shit about game preservation and not care about their old stuff as much, or at least, like, the selective way that they do with the cloud storage and the Nintendo Online package, they could actually, like, have their modern video games be on an actual, like, high-powered modern console for once. They've never done that. Even in the mm. fucking N64 era. Because guess what came out that era? That body, that N64. Yeah. The fucking PlayStation <laughs> 1. Yeah. Which a lot of games looked way better on the PS1. Despite us shitting on Final <laughs> Fantasy VII earlier, like, talking about running on JPEGs and stuff, yeah, yeah. which was done way better in Mario 64, by the way. Oh, I think yeah, that is true. The whole board was a JPEG. Forgot that. I think 3D was done so much better in Mario 64 than a lot of Nintendo's other games on that console. I think it looks better than Ocarina. <laughs> It does. Like, I'm sorry, but it fucking does. Like, some some fight Ocarina fight me. A fanboy out there is like literally screaming and slamming his hand on the keyboard. It's like, it, how can you insult Ocarina of Time this way? If we have learned anything from Breno Floss, it's to it not. Sound like just... I was having a stroke there. Jesus Christ. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Holy yeah, you all right? That was that was basically an Ocarina fanboys. Like, if we have learned anything from Breno Floss, it's to not diss Ocarina on the internet. But if we have also learned anything from Brennelfloss, it's that we don't give a fuck. Well, also, if we've learned anything from Eagle Raptor and basically ripping apart fucking... Oh, I uh, forgot. He sat on yeah, that yeah, and, and, you know, and also just completely ripping apart a, a sacred game of history for 38 minutes straight. 
and just basically saying that he hates being his handheld. You know, just, uh... Just, uh, just know what the internet's gonna do, and... I don't know, it was so funny, because, like, I remember that video, and I almost remember it fondly, because I did agree with a lot of things he said, but then I read the comments, and, like, it was just a bunch... Bunch of fanboys just all shitting on him collectively In about his their defense. If Brendel Floss, Brendel Floss's main argument to the Ocarina being bad is that graphically it looked, it was not very good looking and it came out two years it, after Mario 64. And in their defense, <laughs> if that is his only argument for why Ocarina sucks, then that is not really a very good argument no, at all. Ego Raptor, on the other hand, had some he went valid into mechanics. complaints. He went, into, he went mechanics. into mechanics. He was talking about like there's no 2D plane, so you could be running and the camera is fixated when you get into a certain dungeon in Ocarina, yeah. where there'll be a trap behind you and you can't fucking see it, and then it just slips <laughs> up behind you, and it's like, oops! <laughs> <laughs> Granted, he also hated Mario 64. Oh, did so, he really? Yeah, he did. Oh, I didn't know that. They did a, uh... let's, play of it. They did a let's play of it and because it was know, not a fun one or no, at least he, he just did not like it no like, he shat he literally called it mario shits d4 <laughs> like he hated it which my young mind at the time couldn't comprehend and probably contributed to me not even watching game grumps no more <laughs> that was like your last game grumps episode what really led me to stop watching them was when they got stuck in luigi's mansion and literally stopped the let's play because they couldn't proceed and i'm like bro the game literally fucking tells you where to go not to mention it literally dennis no shut up for a second it no, no, literally no. Tells you, but where the fuck to go? On top of that, they also have been prone to using walkthroughs. So why not just use which a for let's plays? That's completely fine. Who cares? Yeah, they're, they're, like, they're, they're, trying, they're trying they to make did people it for laugh. all the Zeldas. They did it for all the Sonics they played. Like they did it for every single big game that they finished. So it's just like just fucking use the walkthrough. The fuck you doing? <laughs> well, either way, I think Nintendo has a unique opportunity in the future, and if. And they have more than the resources or anything else to, like, really, like, put a little more effort into game preservation. But I guess to conclude here, like, well, first of all, what do you think about, like, you know, Nintendo potentially being able to actually, like, have their games on, like, good modern hardware? And then after that, what do you think they could do to actually fix the online, like, classic game situation in a way that benefits everybody? I think, well, them coming actually now to, like, uh, to the Octagon, uh, well... <laughs> I don't know, they're not really in the octagon yet. Because, like, they're still, like... They went from being out on the bleachers, like, on, out in the stands, to actually being, like, where the ring is, but not inside it. And they're still just kind of chilling there with popcorn and just, like, looking at these two dumbasses fight and just slug each other to death. I feel and like they're the ones who, like, tossed, like, you know, like, the fucking Monopoly money in between them and just watched them, <laughs> like, watch them fight, fight for to your the freedom. death. <laughs> Actually, I, either that. Actually, no. Nintendo's just the one on the bleachers watching. The, Nintendo is the guy who PC. bet money. Yeah, the, Nintendo's the guy who bet money on the cockfight, and it's just kind of like he didn't really care about the money. It's just like he had the bet to look at to see the fight, but like now he's just like enjoying the show at this point because it's like like you said, and even in the case of like Sony and uh, Xbox specifically, like you know they for the most part like they're playing catch up because like. All the hardware that PCs get, they get, like, the... Not the breadcrumbs, so to say, but, like, more so, like, they get a more toned-down version of the top-end shit that we get. Because you can't really fit, let's say, a 4090s fucking level of power in a fucking small box and sell it for a decent amount of uh, money because 
But one, you're trying to make this shit affordable because you don't want to make a a console, at least MSRP wise, that's not obtainable. That's the reason why, like, at least it's the reason why that I'll say that, like, PC guys really just go are like that. What do you call it? Um, that one uh, meme where it's like SpongeBob with a really stupid face and he has his hand going into his wallet. It's like, oh, yeah, I'll pay for that. Oh, like, yeah, you know, right. it's like that. Yeah. Like, that's how we are, because like we just want like the most like uh, not really all the time, but like at least for people who have money to drop, they want the most top end fucking thing. They want the 4090. So they'll drop like money hand over fist for that 4090. Yep. And for at least a lot of console guys, like, you know, it's like and not that I'm saying, OK, you're a PC master race and all that. Well, like PC gaming is a level above console gaming only simply because of the fact that like we have shit that literally makes our games look like make yours look like dog crap. It's just how it is. And like all your hardware that you use is shit that basically we use in our own box. And like, you know, it's just uh, again, like at least for a lot of console guys, like, you know, like the the I'm not saying that, OK, your games don't look great on it. No one's saying that. But like. At least, you know, when it comes to your guys' old console wars, we were never a part of that shit because we were always just kind of laughing at it. And, like, you know, now Nintendo coming into at least the dinner table and kind of just being like, I'm you. Not better, but, like, I am, like, I'm, I am you, if that makes sense. It's like the shit that I'm running in my stuff is basically the same shit that you've been running in your stuff. And even though, again, PlayStation and Xbox love to advertise that, like, oh, it's like next-gen, next-gen. That's always, like, the big fucking word, right? Next-gen. Like, it's always, like, next-gen graphics, next-gen this. It's just the gamer cash word. Yeah. That's all it is that gets, That's like, why, like, the people you know, who it, don't know the difference between any of these things to buy it. no substance in any of those words, now at least. Just because, like... Again, like David said, the jump from the series, uh, whatever the fuck, to series now, to, like, from PS4 to PS5 is not really that big of a jump. Really. It's really not. And, like, people... So maybe will... Nintendo can play catch-up. Like, that's my whole argument. Yeah, yeah. And, like, you know, now, like, okay, when the day comes that they're gonna be, like, at that uh, dinner table, a bit further down the table, but they're gonna still be there. Like, I think at the very least, like, you know... I mean, they always took Nintendo seriously, I feel. It's just kind of like, we didn't really have to worry about them, Sony and Microsoft. We didn't really have to worry about them because, like, they were always just kind of doing their own thing. And, like, you know, and now going into, like, at least the whole subscriber, um, well, like, the cloud gaming and, like, kind of just where they can go with that later on. Like, I think it the the Switch Online plus, like, the um, expansion pack for the Nintendo 64 games on the cloud gaming, I really think it's testing grounds for for them because it's really I, I don't know like again like i'm maybe someone's probably already made a better video about like all this shit like maybe arlo or, or whoever but like you know from an outsider coming in like i truly feel that like it, it really is like kind of bit of a testing ground for to for them to see like okay like if they really like this right if they if we have plenty of people that are subscribed and are playing, let's say the N64, because you know they're collecting them analytics. It's not like don't like don't pretend that they're not. They, you know we you know they are. Right. And like you know it's all background data for them anyways. And like you know they're seeing like okay is this going to be profitable in the long term? 
Because let's say if it is, then okay, now they'll go forward and expand on it, and then okay, maybe we will get like some GameCube stuff maybe further down the line. I don't really think too, like they're they're not gonna put every single N64 game in their library into that fucking service. It's just not gonna happen. And like for the ones that they have, you know, I guess David said too, it's like it's very selective as to like the stuff that they put in. They released like 20 N64 games for the fucking Pokemon Wii, Stadium for the being Wii like the most uh, and Pokemon Stadium being like the most recent one too, which like and also Wii, no, no, the dude, Wii the, that's what I'm talking about. The yeah. Wii Virtual Console they only released 20. Yeah, and like I kind of miss the Wii, uh, like Virtual Console. I can't even like there's no point in even buying one. And they're like, oh yeah, let me go to the Wii shop and pick up some, uh, you know, virtual games. It makes no fucking sense, and like. It just really, like, sucks, too, because, I mean, like... Also, you also can't, because they shut that shit down. Oh, no, so. that's what I mean. Like, they shut it down. Like, they basically said, like, oh, fuck you. You can't buy this no more. You have until this point in time to buy all your shit before we close it down. And it was the same way for the, for the 3DS. And, like... And the Wii U, yeah. Yeah, and th that's the thing. Like, for them, end of life is end of life. When it comes to a dev... Like, when it comes to, like, a product cycle, end of life, like, is supposed to just mean, like, that's it. No more support, period. That's it. But, like, you know, I've seen some people where, like, okay, yeah, shit's end of life, but, like, like, fucking Valve with uh, Left 4 Dead 2. They still update that shit even though the game's, like, 20 years old. And I'm not saying, like, that's gotta be, like, the fucking standard, right? But, like, you know, why, like, like, why axe it if people are, like, go like, people are still, like, people were probably still willing to buy fresh in the box Wii's just to get the fucking virtual console shit and even Wii U's to a certain extent Wii U still has a couple of exclusives that have not come to the Switch yet main one being the Wind Waker uh, remake I don't even know when that when or if that's ever going to be coming around but like you know I, that still means like oh I have to buy a $300 fucking uh, double paperweight to buy to play Wind Waker HD right and like, you know, it, and I know, I know why they do it business wise. I understand why it's just that like, you know, it, it just sucks that they're like this because like it, because Nintendo's been in their own fair share of controversies and everything, but it's just like, you have no idea how much like your fans would literally die for you. If you just did not do that type of shit, like I understand too, like, okay, we want you to focus mainly on, like, the new shit, right? And I, who doesn't understand that? As from a business perspective, who doesn't understand that? But it's just like, you know, you have, like, this huge crowd of people who love your old shit. And the thing is, is that they think that, oh, we're not, if we just play the old shit, we're not gonna buy the old shit. Like, we're not gonna buy the new shit. False. We will buy both. Mm -hmm. We would gladly buy both and give you more money. We would gladly do it! And it's not like they don't have the resources to be able to, like, fund it either. Like, it's not gonna distract them as a company, or really even take away too much from, like, their profit margins to even, like, have a department for that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, ha have a department dedicated to that. There's a whole untapped market there. We don't need to, like, it's already too late in the episode to even go yeah, over yeah. the logistics of why, like, you can fucking, like... Piracy means there's a demand for a service. If you want that shit to stop, Give us a way we can buy it legally. But there are games you literally cannot purchase now. Yep. Because they take it off of their old eShops. 
And so piracy is then literally the only way to play it. Roms and shit are the only and ones playing on you, Dolphin. And <laughs> if you want that to stop, then don't be stingy and have us only play the games you want us to be playing, basically, on your virtual consoles or whatever, or your Nintendo Switch Online, mm-hmm. and then have a way where you just release all of them and then have different, like, tier payments for it. Instead of having us just pay, like, $50 a month for the N64, Sega Genesis, like, all the stuff that you have on there, blah, 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 all mm-hmm. that stuff. Instead, release all of them, and then maybe have, like, a game limit. Be like, do you want to buy, like, do you want to download 20 N64 games? Only 10? Mm-hmm. You want to download, like, 50? Oh, you're fucking crazy. Whatever. Mm-hmm. You And then have a different, like, tiered payment system for how many you could buy. And then if you want to, even still set a limit on that. Because there's only a certain amount of space on the console regardless. And then just release the whole library there instead. That way, you can beat Nintendo. You can beat the allegations of they don't give a fuck about game preservation. While still making a hell of a profit. And then again, you won't even have to worry. Because, like, I, I really don't know or think it's true that if people just buy your old shit they're never going to want to buy their new ones i don't think there's anybody who bought a switch specifically because like whole body i want to i'm buying it exclusively only for the nes and the snes games and the uh the n64 <laughs> games on there like no no one bought a switch for only that reason they're buying it for your new shit and you got a lot of cool new shit on the way as well that you're able to balance with the old like, the, the Princess Peach game looks insanely high quality. Uh, obviously, the Mario RPG ra- remaster is dropping soon. <laughs> Mario Wonder, which they're having a direct on, which... Did that direct happen? I think that's tomorrow. Oh, fuck, I completely forgot about that. Is there another direct tomorrow? Wait, shit, did that happen today, or is that happening tomorrow? I, I feel think it's as if I would have known that. No, they just announced it, like, on Twitter or something. Hold on a second. So it was happening this week? Mario Wonder Direct... Ah, fuck, I forgot there's a fucking direct tomorrow. Oh, shit. It's okay, it's like literally only about Mario Wonder. Oh, I know, I'm pretty sure it's some statements from Martin A. That's probably gonna happen, too. God damn it, I completely forgot about that shit. Fuck. Oh, well. I should've should've kept that in mind before we recorded. Oh, well. Yeah. And, yeah, like, uh, one thing I also, one last thing I just want to say, too, is that, like, you know, it's... It's had it in my head. Fuck. But like, never mind. Fuck it. I, I forgot it. It was something. Uh, pro- I don't know. It was something profound. Like, not really. Like, it was just like, uh, fuck. Oh, whatever. Close it. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> well, hold up. We were just talking about game preservation. Nintendo balancing the old with the new, and how they have the resources to do both, and how they shouldn't be stingy and only let us and only let us play the games that they want to do. On top of them only being cloud storage games. Maybe have us pay an additional fee to be able to download them as well. So we can have those all on the Switch. Oh, no. they. I was, okay, one thing I was going to say. Okay, I just remember. Thank you. One thing I was going to say was that they could torpedo every single ROM hack site. They could torpedo them all out of existence. Not like, I mean, they could also just do that through legal, like, legal means, of course, as, they, as they've done. But, like, they could also do it just by, like, putting all that shit up like as like a valve slash steam type thing like and basically just putting it in their eShop. put all that shit in there that's all you have to do piracy means there is a demand for a service yeah that's nintendo just sees it as the you devil would literally just get the piracy with a big fucking knife in hand and just jam it into their head and kill it 
Literally just by doing that, like you would just end the thing like right then and there. The way Nintendo goes about, you know, game preservation and more than anything, the way Nintendo goes about battling piracy is the same way that it, it's the same thing as the war on drugs. Mm. Which did not help at all. <laughs> and, like instead, they just simply tried to do something impossible, like getting rid of all the drugs and lying about what the drugs do to you to get like yeah. kids and people away from them and whatnot. Like the way they went about it was just terrible. And Nintendo does the same thing. They could actually have some pretty elegant, pretty obvious when you fucking think about it solutions yeah. to this. And instead, they just like, no, all must be deleted. This is easy. Just pretend all it must doesn't be deleted. exist. You must all be funneled into only ingesting our new shit. Like. You little piggies, like, think, where are you going? No, piggy, come here. You have to come and eat this new shit. Don't you like this new shit? It's, I do, but I also like that. No, you like this old new shit. Fuck that old shit. Does not mean anything. It don't exist no more. We got rid of the shop. You can't get it no more. Nintendo's War on Drugs. Potential title for this episode? Maybe. Yeah. We'll war see. on Piracy. Or, or even just, like, Nintendo's Future. It'll be so weird seeing that title tomorrow, but consider- well, not tomorrow, but I guess on Friday. It'll be so weird considering, like, we would have had the direct already happen by that time. At least it's not, like, a general direct. It's, like, literally only about one game, yeah. specifically, so, you know, whatever. Not about RPG, though. Shame. Th that one deserves its own fucking, uh, What could they really say? Just say, this game was great back then, and it's great now. You should play it. Yeah, we didn't even talk about that they made a fucking remaster of a Mario RPG this year. That's kind of... You know that, what the that, thing that's is, like, I feel as if we right? are gonna, like, when we play it, that's when we're gonna just be like, ah, I'm so glad they did this. Only because, like, there's so much new shit coming out now. There's so much. There's always new shit coming out every month, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's this true. There's way too much shit to, do, like, to fucking uh, all keep together. Really. Yeah. I mean, I forget about certain things. Did y'all remember that they're remastering Luigi's Dark Moon for the Switch? No, I'm sure you fucking forgot that yeah. already, because I did. They're remastering the uh, Pikmin 1 and 2. I forgot yeah. about that as well. They already did that. That's already out. Oh, that's already out. Oh, fuck. I gotta buy that then. Yeah, they dropped that like the same day as Pikmin 4, I think. Was it digital only, or I could actually buy the it copy? It was digital only. The physical... No, no, no. The physical copy is coming out uh, this month, September. Is it soon? Like, not September. end of September, right? I don't know. Alright, I'll check Amazon then. Let's find out. But, uh, but guys, One plus this two. was our podcast. Thank you again for listening to Two Idiots. Yes, there talk, is. Two Idiots talk about things that they clearly have very, like, tip of the iceberg knowledge about. But, um, here's September our... 22nd. Alright, well, I'm just gonna go jump off my window now. <laughs> but, uh, here's our plugs. Here's, uh, you know, where you can find us. You can check us out on Twitter. or Oh, yeah, sorry. X. You can find us on X and send X. us an X uh, about your thoughts about our X. Um, <laughs> uh, here's the Spotify. Here's the Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, obviously YouTube slash uh, Nintunist. Um, if you guys want, if this is where your primary uh, outlet is to find shit you like to watch. And, you know, for the most part, I guess uh, that's it. And, um,. Any uh, closing thoughts there, Davin? Yeah, you best be leaving us some good uh, quick five-star reviews. It, it literally takes two clicks on Spotify. You can do it on mobile. Helps with our SEO a little bit. Thank you for the ones that left us them five-star reviews for your Uber drivers for this fucking and episode of DDE. Just to show you guys how easy it is, you can do it with one hand while you're stroking your dick. 
So you don't clear. even have to stop jacking off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you just go ding ding and boom. There you go. Like there, and then you finish. Giving us a five stars is the key to a great orgasm. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> what? so, bye. <laughs>